it rains so much, which is fine. There's because there is a little bit of truth to that you can only get so wet, so it's fine. Like you know, rain is rain is rain. Dizruns Radio episode eleven hundred and fifty starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you once again by the folks over at AminoCo uh, who make you know some of the, uh, the best amino acid supplements out there. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about the Perform Blend, which you might use as a little bit of a pre-workout. Uh, you might also use it as a little bit of a midday pick-me-up, which is what I tend to use it for most of the time. And the reason I like it so much, not only is it you know just because it, it tastes good, um, but the, the big thing that I really appreciate about the uh, Perform Blend from AminoCo is that it doesn't have a bunch of sugar in it. In fact, it doesn't have any sugar at all. Uh, so it's got a little hit of caffeine. So if you want to avoid caffeine, maybe it's not the right mix for you. But I know for me, sometimes the sugar is, is a nice pick-me-up. But uh, boy, it's it's a it's a pretty big crash at some point as well, and uh, with, the, with with when I take a little uh, a little hitter of a uh, perform blend, uh, pink lemonade tends to be my flavor for those that are curious. Uh, you just get that that little bit of of boost. Uh, maybe don't feel like a massive boost, but all of a sudden just kind of just kind of locked in. Brain is brain is focused, energy is good, and there's no major drop off. You know as the day progresses. Like I said, I usually take it midday, but uh, it would work wonderfully as a pre-run kind of pre-workout as well. Um, or just anytime you need just a little extra bit of focus, a little bit of extra energy without uh, the big sugar rush and potential sugar crash as well. So if that might be something that would be useful to you, support yourself, support the show at the same time by getting some Perform Blend from AminoCo. Use the link aminoco.com slash disruns to make sure that the show gets credit. Uh, make sure that you use the code disruns at checkout to save yourself 30%. And uh, thanks for supporting the sponsors. Really appreciate that. Thanks to Aminoco for sponsoring today's episode. And now, without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is a fellow running podcaster. So uh, once we got connected on Twitter recently, it was it was really only a matter of time until we were going to connect and uh, have a proper chat, you know, outside of whatever. What is, what is Twitter these days? 260 characters or something like that. Uh, we are going to chat and uh, record it and share it with the world. And, uh, you know, as they say, here we are. So lots of things to talk about today. Obviously running, obviously podcasting, who knows what else, but we're going to nerd out about running in, in some form or fashion. And uh, I'm kind of honestly looking forward to seeing exactly where we ultimately end up today. So let's get the party started and officially welcome Mr. Adam Lee to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Adam. Really appreciate it. I'm so excited to be here, Denny. Thank you for working with our schedules and making it happen. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Sometimes it takes, sometimes these things, you know, they come together right away. Sometimes it takes a, a few weeks or a few months to kind of line up. Sometimes it takes a few years. Thankfully, that wasn't our, our situation, but uh, glad, glad to make it happen. And y'all, if you enjoy today's conversation and you want to connect with Adam and kind of, you know, follow along with him on social media, see what, check out his podcast, all those types of things. Uh, the Twitter handle is at comtrailrun. We'll make this work. C-O-M-M-T-R-A-I-L-R-U-N. Uh, the Instagram handle, it's spelled out a little bit better, at Community Trail Running. 
And that is the podcast name as well. Just search wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this right now, search for community trail running, uh, hit the subscribe button and you can, you can follow along with Adam's podcast there. Uh, of course, disruns.com slash 1150 is the show notes link today. Uh, you point your browser back there. We'll have everything linked up today. Links to the social medias, links to the podcast, links to anything else we talk about as per usual, disruns.com slash 1150 for today. So, Adam, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with uh, a pretty simple question. It's very simple from the asking perspective because it's like eight words, and I can handle eight words typically. Um, from the answering side of things, sometimes it's easy and straightforward. Sometimes it's a little complicated. I honestly have no clue which way you're going to go with it, which sometimes is uh, more fun than when I feel like I have an idea. Uh, but one way or the other, that's just kind of how we start the conversation on here, and that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So as we've said, we've we've taken a bit of time to get here, and uh, you you do an awesome job of prepping the guests for what we're what we what we're going to get into. So I've had some time to think about this question, and I have no clearer an answer today than I did <laughs> when I read it uh, for the first time. I um, I've ran a 50 mile and a 50k. Those are the longest in the, in any kind of distance up to that as well, and. You know what? Honestly, um, I would say whatever is on the calendar next is mm -hmm. typically my favorite distance. Like I couldn't actually pick one. I just I'm just so excited to be out there. I love a long slog, but I also love, you know, like a 13K trail race where you're just going to feel like garbage the whole time because you're going <laughs> as hard as you can, you know, like. So, yeah, I. I, I I struggle to give you a definitive answer because maybe I haven't found my distance yet either, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a very real possibility. And, and, you know, as, as, as much as I'm going to let you off the hook with the cop out of, uh, I, I don't know if I have a favorite answer. Um, <laughs> I mean, the fact of the matter is that, that, you know, one of the beauties of, of running, especially when you get into trail running where there's all kinds of random distances um, is that, you know, some days you want to go, relatively get after it go pretty fast go hard and some days ah, like just a long slog you know 10 hours in the woods like that sounds pretty good and so you know i i guess if there was ever a, a place where being unable or unwilling or or just not even ready to to pick a favorite like running is a pretty good place to be like yeah i kind of am am okay with whatever is next and and the challenge that that every distance provides because let's not kid ourselves every distance provides a challenge if you're out there racing hard. exactly yeah exactly and like you know, that 10 hour day in the bush, like you're talking about too, like, you know, how much food I'm going to get to eat when I do that. <laughs> right. And like, right. And, and those races, you get to hang out at those aid stations with all the amazing volunteers and you know, hopefully you're not there too long, but you're there enough to, to enjoy their, their, the camaraderie of it all. And so, yeah, I, I love uh, the torment of the slow day like that too, but I do, like, I just did um, a shorter race as one of the last ones that I did. And that was just so fun. Cause it was like an hour and 18 minutes or something. And we were all just toast after, you know, like, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's, um, it is a cop out entirely. I, sh I can't give you the definitive one, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, I love them all. I love the race weekend and I, I live for whatever the next challenge is. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And and yeah, it is it's 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 so I don't know, until you've kind of experienced it, I guess, or at least for me. Um the idea of hanging out in an aid station like you mentioned there is is at least like I I kind of got into running I guess as a road runner, you, you know, everything's about speed and times and, mm -hmm. and new PRs, at least it was for me. 
And like the first time I, I kind of experienced anything that was remotely trail and ultra, and it was like, what are these people doing? Like hanging out? Like, no, <laughs> you, you get in you, like, like, I don't even know why I would get in and get out. Like, I just, I'm trying to blow through, like grab a cup of water and keep on, keep on keeping on. And like, you know, and for like, whatever you said, the, the hour and eight or hour and 18 minutes, whatever, like, yeah, like that there, you're not wasting much time at the aid stations, but mm-hmm. we could be out there for 50 K 50 mile, whatever the case might be, you're out there for eight, nine, 10 hours, like two minutes in the aid station. You could make an argument that that's going to save you more time on the back end by refueling and, and catching your breath for a second than uh, what you lose in those couple of few minutes of hanging out and, and getting a bite and refilling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and you get some, you know, like the, these aid stations typically have all the, all the typical goodies too, but some weird stuff too. Like when you're running in the cold, they'll have like miso soup or whatever and, you know, pickle juice and yeah. So like hang out, have some, have some great conversations and make some jokes. And then you, you kind of feel like your, your spirits are lifted again and, and away you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, How'd you get started in the in the world of running, Adam? Is it something that's been kind of more or less a part of your life since since forever? Something that came about a little bit more recently? Where'd you first dip your toes in this in this sport that we all know and love? I um I moved from Ontario, Canada, uh, Toronto, to Vancouver or to the West Coast actually in two thousand and nine. Um, and when we moved. Once we moved, once we moved to the West Coast, we moved to Vancouver in 2012. I got a job at a TV station that spo- sponsored the local um, like marathon and half marathon. And as part of that, they gave entries to what, like if you wanted to do the half or the full uh, for free for anyone who worked there. And I thought that would be a great way to meet people. I'm uh, it would have been my late 20s kind of thing. So I was I've always been athletic and, and enjoyed any kind of activity. I don't, I don't care. Like, let's go out and do something. So it seemed like I could, I could do a half marathon. That would be a good challenge and a good way to meet people. So I started like that and very much was like you, I really wanted to like chase numbers. And I, I was hell bent on breaking two hours in my first half marathon. And I finished at like two hours and 35 seconds or something oh. like that. Oh, and I was so mad because I stopped to pee like four times. Cause I was like, I'm going to drink water all morning. So I'm hydrated. Like, <laughs> total rookie mistakes but uh and yeah so i fell hard into the like the chasing times and everything and uh i got down to much faster times and that was fun and then uh there was a local trail race i shouldn't say much faster times this that's that's a a wide i got down to like 137 <laughs> for me which was much faster I mean, that's much faster yeah i think, I think we can <laughs> classify that go ahead um but i i joined like a local trail race four or five years into running uh like on the road like that and as a quick sidebar in ontario which is much flatter but we i did grow up mountain biking and i loved the trails so the first trail run i did here i was having flashbacks and i was just like why the hell did i run on the road like what (laughs) what (laughs) what was i thinking and i just yeah i fell fell in love with it immediately the the um just running on the trail was so much fun. And then I went to my first trail event and that, Mm. as you know, the road events are business and it's a lot of fun because you have these awesome streets that are closed off for you. And, and that's a really cool atmosphere and you get to chase that time, but it's, it's like a business. Everyone's there for like business and not Mm -hmm. that there isn't business to take care of in trail running, but it's just a lot more celebratory. It kind of feels like, and 
yeah, I just, I, I loved the atmosphere. I was like, these are my people. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it, and it's one of those things. And, and I mean, I, I almost, I, I feel like I'm hearing you struggling to kind of delineate the, the difference, which is fair because I feel like I have struggled sometimes to delineate like just the difference in feeling the difference in atmosphere. But once you've, once you've, you know, once you, once you've kind of really been in one and you, and you, and you dip your toes into the other, um, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that, like you just know, like, like not, and, and not necessarily that one is better or worse. I mean, they're, no. they're different. Um, and, and you can enjoy both of them for, for what they are. But yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody feel, describe road races as more of like business, but that's absolutely spot on. Like I, I that's like the perfect way of, it's like, it's like, it's like casual Friday versus like the weekend, you know? And it's, just, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's a very apt description. Yeah, totally. That's what it, and like, like you said, like total respect for both love, like all of us are out there running and that's all that matters. Doesn't matter what form you want to take, but yeah, just, I, I just really dig that trail vibe. It's, it's a different animal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you, you dip your toes into trail running a little bit and you kind of re- refresh the memory, like you said, of, of trail of mountain biking and trail, trail riding and whatnot back in Ontario. Um, at that point, I mean, were you just like hooked, like all trails all the time, or was it still kind of, you know, a little this, little that? It was not like I still, I definitely still do plenty of road running because I want to go out the door and that's easy, right. right? And get my training in for that ways. Um, I live in Vancouver, BC, so it takes me um, like 15 minutes to 20 minutes to drive to the mountain um, and the trails and that kind of thing. So there is a little bit of a commute there. So obviously it's easy to just run out the door, but I did, I did fall into it hard and I started trying to do one event a month um, just as like a personal challenge. I ended up doing it for nearly two years. So most of those were road race or uh, were trail races, but there were still a few road races because the road races too, um, it was a good way to go to back to some cities and visit some friends after we had moved kind of thing. So it was perfect, you know, like go to do the 10 K go out for breakfast with friends. It was awesome. Yeah, totally. But most, mostly I, I fell into the trails and, um, and started to go a little bit longer distances. And here in Vancouver, we have fantastic local series where you can dip your toes, you can get into it and then you can get into it as much as you want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was going to be my next question. Maybe we can unpack it a little bit more, but I, I feel like stereotypically and, and not that I'm super familiar with the West coast, whether we're talking U S or, or Canada, but like everything I kind of hear about out there is just like outdoors trails, like ultras. It's, it's like the Mecca out there. And I feel like stereotypically, if you, if you get, get plugged into the, to the trail scene, it doesn't, it can't take that long until, um, until you're starting to knock on the doors of like longer and longer and longer events. Um, uh, because they're just, again, stereotypically from what I can kind of gather loosely, they're kind of everywhere. And that's, that's the scene. And like, and, and we all know runners, like once you, once you make friends in the running community, it's like, all right, well, come on and let's do this and let's do that. And let's, well, if you can do, mm-hmm. if you can do X, you can do X times three, you know, you can do four X, like, come on, let's rock and roll. So, uh, sounds like it didn't take you long to start really, uh, climbing the ladder. You're in, you're bang on about the community and it's, and it's, um, like it's, it's, it's large as, as to being a trail running community, but at the same time it's small. You go out and you know everyone and you, and I, I run with a good friend of mine who I call the mayor of the trails. Cause you can't run 10, like 10 minutes without <laughs> running into someone else that you have to stop and talk to. 
Um, but yeah, got fell into the community. And the other thing, which I think is typical, and I it it makes my heart sing about trail running is it's it seems like the standard thing is is you sign up for like the shortest race. There are people who just get into it, which is just incredible <laughs> to me as well. But typically, you know, you sign up for the short race, and you'll you'll run that with people. And a lot of the time, these races will have multiple distances. So there are people the same day doing a longer race than you. And if you, when you're in that short race, you're just talking to everyone on the trail about how impressed you are with the people doing the longer race and like how you want to work towards that. And the depending um, as as you keep going, it's like, oh, I could never do that. You know, I could never do 20K. I could never do 40K. And it doesn't matter what distance you're out there to like all when I ran the 50 miler, you're talking to people like, Oh, I could never do a hundred mile. So everyone's always in awe of someone else. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what makes trail running special too, is especially here. You're e- you can never have an ego here because you if you go you'll go out with a group and someone else in that group is better than you and someone else you'll come across on the trail is better than them and someone else is better than like we have such incredible people here that it doesn't matter what skill level you're at which I love because it it almost makes it irrelevant and it's just we're all here to enjoy the trails uh, so shut up and enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you could, you could paint that same picture. I feel like, you know, just in running in general, cause it, you know, you could be the, you could be Kipchoge, right? You could be the, the, yeah. the, the best of the best. And then you show up at Boston and it's not your day. And, you know, I mean, he still ran amazingly, obviously, but like, you know, nobody thought he was going to lose. I mean, he thought he was unbeatable. And then he goes out and, and, you know, has a less than great day at the office and gets beat like that. That just can happen to anybody. So even when you're the fastest guy, except for maybe Bolt, maybe Usain Bolt might, <laughs> might have, might be the only one that you could say that, that during his, his run, you know, he was, he was it. But yeah, like, like whatever our best is, there's somebody better. Um, and whatever our worst is, there's somebody who's like, God, I wish I could do what, what you could do because like, like I'm just striving to be like that. And, and I think sometimes it's, it's real easy road or trails, but, but maybe more on the road. If I can, if I can paint it that way of it's just cause everything is, is typically so much more time focused where it's just like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just not as good as so-and-so. And it's like, man, it's such a sliding scale. And, and, you know, as long as you're out there getting the best out of yourself, like that's, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. That's like. I, I always joke that the races, you know, there's like eight people racing and then the rest of us are running. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Yeah, so it's so true, Adam. And, and real quick, y'all, before we uh, continue the conversation today, just a quick reminder that today's episode is sponsored by the folks over at AminoCo. And uh, I know I've mentioned this once or twice, but whatever dietary plan you might be following, if, you, if you're following a dietary plan, if you just eat, if you eat all the things, then AminoCo, that slides right in there real nicely. If you're a vegetarian vegan, guess what? No animal products in Amino Co. So that slides in real nicely. Uh, keto, paleo, low carb. I already mentioned that at the beginning today. There's no, there's no sugar. There's, there's no, there's no glucose or you know glucose index inducing foods. I don't think that made a whole lot of sense. But you know where I'm going with this. No sugar there. So uh, that slides into your dietary plan real well. Um, basically whatever we, you know, no soy, no gluten, whatever, whatever different type of intolerances or allergies or preferences that you might have, there's a pretty good chance that AminoCo has you covered. They, they take all the boxes, cover all the bases, avoid all the things 
just give you what your body needs, whether it's the perform blend, like we talked about, whether it's the recovery blend, um, the, the, some of the other different options that they have that I haven't used, but those are the perform and recovery are the ones that I've used. Um, but one way or the other, if you're looking for amino acid supplementation and you're not sure if it might fit your dietary preferences or requirements, AminoCo probably does. So check it out, aminoco.com slash DizRuns. If it feels like it's going to tick the right boxes for you, order yourself a bottle or two. Make sure you use the code DizRuns at checkout to save yourself 30% as well. Um, going back to, to something you mentioned earlier about kind of like getting on the trail and being, you know, running one of the, sh- the quote-unquote shorter races. Um, and then, you know, but there's usually a lot of other distances going on. And, and I wonder, and I don't know that I've ever kind of put this this together, probably because I haven't done as much trail running as, as some other folks have, probably as, as you have. I think that would be safe to say. Um, but I wonder if that almost makes some of those bigger distances, while at first might seem out of reach, when you're out there and you're sharing the trail with somebody for, you know, you're out there for two hours and they're out there for 10, um, but you're sharing the trail, not that you're going to be with them the whole entire time, but you see them and you talk to them a little bit and then you talk to somebody else. Like, does that almost maybe make it make some of the bigger distances seem a little bit more approachable when you're like, you know, like, like for me personally, I think about a hundred miles. I'm like, God, like, that's just ridiculous. I, I could, I, I could do it, but I don't want to right now. <laughs> but if I was out there, you know, and I've never run a race that had a hundred mile or going on simultaneously, but if I did, or when I, when I eventually do, and I'm running with somebody who's doing the hundred, like, I almost feel like that, you know, you start talking to them and you're sharing some miles with them and you're cruising mm-hmm. along and whatever. And it's like, well, maybe, like, maybe, like, I feel like that could be a, 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 almost a gateway drug to some of these longer distances is these, these trail races where you're just out there and everybody's running, running at the same time. And, you know, you start having those conversations and that's what gets you in trouble. It's, it's brilliant marketing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Cause absolutely. And you can't help but be inspired when you're out there and you see those people doing the longer distances in the new and, and they're always there to pick you up too. Like, you know, they're, they're the ones looking at you and saying like, great job, way to go. Like everyone's cheering each other on. So yeah. And, and if you actually get a chance to link up with someone and run for them a bit, like you're talking about and, and hear some stories about how they, and, and feel like you can relate to them. And like you said, maybe, maybe you run with this person for five minutes and then you're done. And you're like, well, Maybe I can do a hundred miles. Maybe I want to do a hundred miles. <laughs> I'm still not at the, I want to do a hundred miles phase yet, but uh, I've, I've, I've wisened up to the fact of saying that I will, I will, I will no longer, I, I, at this point, I do not say I will never do a hundred miles because I know that would be, might as well just go ahead and get on ultra sign up if I'm going to say never, because that's, that's when it <laughs> you know, inevitably happens right away. So you reserve the right to change your mind. I reserve. Yeah, absolutely. I reserve the right to at some point lose, lose my mind and, and decided to do a hundred miles. Um, you, you mentioned that, I, I think you mentioned Adam, that 50 miles is, is the longest that you've gone. Is that, is that somewhat mm. of a recent race or has that been a, a little while in the rearview mirror? Uh, so 2021 and I did uh, a race called the Squamish 50, 50. So you do 50 miles on Saturday and then you do 50 kilometers on Sunday. Well, that's, that's quite a weekend right there. It's, it's a good weekend out on the trails. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that was, again, just, just, and this, my, my, my mind is spinning a little bit on this one, but that was, that was your first 50 mile and you had to follow that up with a 50 K. Yes, that's correct. Okay. okay. <laughs> I um, had, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you right, go right ahead. Um, I had the, we, we have time for the tangent here. So yeah, basically absolutely. I had started to uh, re-educate online. We have a school here in Canada, in Alberta, it's called Athabasca and they are mainly online. So you can get your degree through them and you can work at whatever pace you want. It's all self-paced. 
So I started to work on that in 2016 and it took me five years to do it. So 2021 came around and I finally uh, finished that. I had all this free time. I'm like, I want to train. Now I want to train for this. I wanted to train for a hundred kilometer race in Whistler, but it got canceled because of COVID and all that. So my coach who is the race director for these races, um, Ridgeline Athletics, Gary Robbins and Eric Carter, they were both so awesome. They got me into this Squamish race because it's the sort of like the same kind of, it's actually harder than the 100K. Like technically you get more points for whatever the hell the other races are, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so 2021, I worked on that and I hooked up with them in January and because it's usually run in August, but because of the pandemic, they moved it to October. So we had 10 months to get ready. And the race weekend was uh, uh, that we had two atmospheric rivers. Is ba- it basically is just a shitload of rain. Oh, oh. sorry. Can I? Ah, can I? Right. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> um, just rained like. I can't, <laughs> it rains so much, which is fine. There's because there is a little bit of truth to that you can only get so wet, so it's fine. Like you know, rain is rain is rain. But there but, is but one trails. The, the trails don't seem to have a, a limit to how wet they can get, and that can cause problems. <laughs> uh, Danny, so there was one part, and I'll I'll forever laugh thinking about it because uh, Coast Mountain does just a fantastic job of of marking all these trails, and they put these little flags in the ground. They stand you know, a foot to a foot and a half off the ground and they have a little pink flag on the top. And there was the one part where we got into where this flag, and it wasn't, it wasn't a foot and a half. It was definitely like a foot, but it was completely submerged, but it was still standing up. So when you got near it, it was, it looked like a fish, like fluttering <laughs> under the water, but it was the flat, the marking flag. And I was like, this is too much. <laughs> like, and you get to the top of this, this same climb and we're like jumping into this, now river to get to the other side because that's where we have to go and everyone's kind of looking at each other like this is kind of stupid right and like <laughs> yep but i guess we're doing it <laughs> it was just an insane amount of rain but I, I i had such a great time training with coaches that's the first time i did i did that and we had such a long buildup that i i was i felt so prepared for that weekend um and i have to say like running with a coach like it totally changed my my running uh life and i, I I'll, I'll i'll forever enjoy having to take part in that challenge because it was so cool i got up on the sunday to run the 50k and i felt so good like got to the start line no problems at all cruised the, like the whole day pretty much i had a few little issues close to halfway through um and then from my training i knew to like slow down so i spent half an hour at the midway aid station with my wife i ate a couple of sandwiches had like hot chocolate and and electrolytes and everything and just got my my poop in a group and my stuff back together and when i left i was like i'll see you at the finish like this thing's done I, i'm getting my blue hat because when you finish the 50 50 they give you a, <laughs> a blue hat that's the that's the the finisher's award um, I think the things we do for a silly hat. Oh my gosh. What. Right. And it, and speaking of brilliant marketing, so the Squamish 50, 50, um, every time you finish, it's a different color hat. So the mm-hmm. second time it's like purple. If you finish it three times, it's black or whatever. I can't remember the colors, but all they do simply. So there's one guy that's finished like six times and everyone else has done it like three and they, they just keep giving him like, Oh, now you get the burgundy hat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> eventually he's going to run out of colors, but he's got he's probably got a while till we run out of colors. Right? Yeah, exactly. They'll they'll be okay there. But yeah, so that's that's the that's how I ended up doing the 50 miler was how I just ended up having all that time and I got to run that event um which was a blast. That was at the end of 2021 and then into 2022 cuz that's that was such a long time. I I sort of toned everything back and told my wife that we're going to have some weekends together. (laughs) (laughs) And so 2022, I did just a lot um, less running and racing and that kind of thing still got out in the community plenty, but didn't really put much on the calendar. And then, but of course, because I had time, I actually started the, the podcast community trail running and the newsletter and everything. And, I filled my time that way. So I was, I could engage with the community um, online as well. So it's kind of funny how I've, every time I seem to have time, I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy this. I immediately find something to jam in there. (laughs) Well, but, but isn't that, you know, like we always do, we find, we find, and Lord knows I'm as guilty as anybody complaining about, I wish I had, you know, 27, 28 hours in a day or whatever, but like, Lord knows if, if I had did somehow have four extra hours in the day, like I just, you know, it'd fill three and a half of them with nonsense and, and only be productive for an extra half an hour of the, of the day. But, um, you, you mentioned there that, uh, having, having coaching really helped. And, and this is, yeah, admittedly, this is a very selfish question as a coach, um, not, not as your coach. So it isn't that selfish, nope. but, but as, as a coach, um, just kind of curious, like, like from your perspective, from, from, a you know, somebody who's gotten into running and, and enjoyed it and, and sounds like did a lot on your own, but, but, um, what was it that, that you kind of tilted you in the direction of getting a coach? And then, you know, like you said, it really kind of changed your running life. Can, can you expand on that a little bit and, and kind of like how having a coach really made such a difference for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, yeah. Um, the, the running coach for me and to take it back a little bit. So I've, I'd done, I had to run, um, two K's previously. That, those were my longer races and I knew I wanted to go further, but from my experience in those 50Ks, I knew that I couldn't run 100K on my own. I didn't know how because the end of the 50K, my body would be toast. And event, like I learned from my coach, thank goodness, like basically I just wasn't fueling and drinking enough and taking right. care of myself, right? But I didn't, I had no baseline. I didn't figure that out in my, in, learning on my own, which is such a simple thing you would think, but you just, you know, you ate when you were hungry and you drink when you, when you're thirsty, but you you need to have more of a plan than that, which is what I've learned, obviously. So that's, that's why is I finished those 50 Ks and they absolutely destroyed me day of, but I, the next day for both of them, and they were only about three weeks apart, but the next, and the next day after each of them, I was fine. So I knew my body could do it, but I wasn't managing the race itself properly. So I knew, I knew I needed some help. So that's why I was interested in the coaches. And then as I have kind of alluded to already, they just really made it simple and it wasn't easy from the get go either. Like they, um, I, I, uh, I'll continue with this and then I'll branch out into what I'm thinking. So, um, uh, my big race was in October. So my first, long 
training run, like eight hour day was in July. And I'd started in January. Like I said, I hadn't done a ton of volume the year before. So we did a really long, slow, purposeful build, got to know my coaches quite well. They got to know me. I'm a letter carrier up here as well, like a postie. Mm -hmm. So I deliver the mail. So I walk a ton. Um, so but the, I'm, the time on feet piece of the puzzle taken care of. Ex well. Exactly. And I also um, was, this sounds silly too, but I was, I was allowed to give myself credit for the time on feet, which if I, if I didn't have a coach, I might not have like, well, I need right. to go run tonight because just cause I'm walking, it doesn't matter. So all yeah, of meanwhile, those, you've been on your feet literally for seven, eight hours. So like you got, yes. you got plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, just being able to work with them. We get to this first event in July, my or my first long run, and I'm taking two friends out with me who have never run 50Ks before. It's their first crack at it, but they have trained with me for months. They, they live in my building. They've been like these awesome training buddies. It works out so good. So they're going to come out and support me and do this run. We, we're going to do this 50K. Uh, we, we take a trail a race that uh, ha happens here locally and we, t and we take their GPS and we're going to follow that. And my wife and our good friend come out and crew us. It's an awesome day. Uh, we have aid stations waiting for us where all the actual aid stations are and we're having a great time, but I didn't take care of myself. I was kind of stressed about finding the route for these, for, for my friends. And I wasn't, I didn't think about it until it was too late. So we got 44 K in and I bent over to like tie up my shoe at an aid station and I, <laughs> I couldn't get up. Like everything <laughs> just seized right up. Um, and so they, they loaded me in the back of, of our friend's car and we went to the finish because my two friends, they felt fine. They had been taking, they did so good. So they finished and we got to cheer them on at the finish, but I, I completely wrecked myself and I was, I had, um, Every two weeks with my coach, I check in on the on the phone. Is how our is how our relationship worked. So I was my that was on Saturday. We did the run, and my phone call was on Monday. So I I call or Gary calls me and uh, he says congratulations on finishing your marathon, right? And I'm like, no, I didn't finish, man. He's like, no, you're not listening. Like your marathon. I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And we got to talk about what happened and he's like, I like, honestly, this couldn't have went any better. And I'm like, what? He's like, I like, like you blew up, but now we can tell you why, like you can learn from this. And, um, I, I don't have it written in front of me now, but it was, it was basically like, you know, there's five things you need to eat. You need to drink, you need to control your pace. You need to stay cool or you need to stay warm. Like that was, and like, again, that's the simplest thing. Like, well, why would you need to pay a coach every month for that? Like, <laughs> but like you develop that relationship and that trust with each other. And it takes some time to allow yourself to learn those things first and foremost, but it also like hearing it from more experienced people and like, like, Oh no, I I've messed up. And then, and then we fix it. And that's how you learn. Like that, that's kind of part of the process. So, um, yeah, it was it it, it it just instilled a lot of confidence. So my next long run is in August after this because we're doing one a month mm -hmm. and I'm out on my own this time. I've got a, a route that I've planned that's um, it's not 50K this time. It's like 42, but it's got about 3000 meters of elevation. So I guess right. that's like 9000 feet. Um, it's like a this, lot. However, it shakes out. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the 
great thing again about being in Vancouver here and the access to, we have to these trails is where I'm turning around is called Grouse Mountain. And they've got like the full on chalet at the top. So my midway point there, I, I get like a bagel with cream cheese and like the smoothie and like a little espresso, like totally spoil myself. Um, and I make it through that day, like with flying colors get like, and I just felt so in control the whole time. And I was like, Oh, like it, it, it all just kind of like clicked for me in those, in those couple of months. And when it, when it came around to October for that race, like I said, the second day I, I was in a little bit of trouble before the aid, before midway getting into the aid station. And I just, I knew that I had to slow down and take control. And I don't know if I would have been smart enough to figure that out before. Right. So all of the lessons that they taught me just made me feel like I've never had more control of my day. And sometimes like sometimes it hits the fan, right? Like y- right. you can't necessarily control everything, but to, to know what you can control and to be able to take that by the reins is a really great feeling. And that's what I got from my coaches. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, um, one thing you said in there that, that, uh, made me smile is, is, or at least the, the insinuation is that as you get to know the coach and as the coach gets to know you, um, like it, it makes, it makes the, the working relationship makes the, the result of the relationship even better because, the coach knows how to speak to you in a way that you're going to understand. And you know, you know, like, it's just, it's just, everything starts to click the longer you you have that relationship. Um, at least that's my experience as a coach. And it sounds like that's kind of what you've experienced too, is that the longer you've been working with, with your coaches, the more it, it's, you're on the same page, you're speaking the same language, the, the, the communication improves. Um, not that it was poor before, but the, the depth of the communication maybe improves, which just makes the, the results even, even more, more, you know, powerful. A hundred percent. And like, we can get really wrapped up in our goals and our, I feel like our coaches, um, at least again, in my experience too, is like, um, they constantly made me aware that it's a privilege what we're doing too. you know, like you, you, you've chose to do this. Like you're, you're out there that this is like, this is, this is it. This is a privilege. Like, right. like we've, we've chose to do this to ourselves. So embrace that. But also, um, with life, like, we're all busy. We're all working jobs and, and trying to run and achieve these goals, which also probably tells us that we're living somewhat privileged as well. Cause we, yeah. we have the ability to do that. Um, but I know, I know uh, like we're recording this tonight because you have uh, time allowed because of your family, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And so my coach would remind me too, like, Hey, like you're training all the time. He would straight up tell me like, you should probably buy Sheena some flowers because you have like a crazy block (laughs) coming up and like, you know, like don't forget about your wife basically. And like, I'm, my wife is my biggest supporter. I I am so grateful for her. She comes to all my races and meets me all around. So I definitely don't, uh, don't take her for granted and don't, don't forget about her, but it's those kinds of things like from your coach where they're just, they're looking out for you, not just to make you faster, but to make you, happier and better like (laughs) well and and it's all you know one thing that i've said before on the podcast is it's like remembering that that we're an ecosystem we're not a bunch of silos so like you're running and your family and your work and your social obligations and your friendships and all those things like like they're all you know different facets but they're all part of the same whole 
And so if, if you're too focused on one and too neglectful of the other, especially the important ones, like your, your, your spouse or your partner, your relationship, your family, things like that, um, eventually it's going to have a negative impact on your running or on your work or on whatever it is that you're, you're too focused on. So having that, that little reminder once in a while of like, Hey, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, sleep in on Saturday and, and, and have breakfast, have go out for brunch or something like yep. that. Um, you know, but what about my long run? Well, just, you know, it's a cutback week. There we go. Problem solved. Cutback week, have some time with your, with your partner, um, to, to make sure that side of life is, is taking care of itself as well. And that's and that was it too. Just having someone give you permission, which is again silly to say, but like the first time I did a 50k, I did this, you know, follow your the printout online four month plan, run your first 50, perfect. And you feel like you have to do that to the T, or else you're gonna fail, you know. So when I had a coach and we had family coming out for a week, and it's like I'm I'm gonna be lucky to get out the door for you know an hour at a time, kind of thing. And they would just be like, well, yeah, you got family coming to town. Like, get out for the hour, record what you can. And if you don't get out for the hour, it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. That week isn't going to get you across the finish line in October. You know, you don't want to build habits, of course, but you need to sort of zoom out sometimes. And again, that was something coach just really allowed me to do. Like, it's okay. The goal is to finish in October, not to run four hours in April. Right. Well, and, and not to be perfect with your, like, you don't, it doesn't need to be perfect in April and May to still be successful in October. You know, you don't want to have zero for April and May, of course, but like, yes, you know, finding that balance and, and recognizing that consistency and perfection are not the same thing. And we want exactly. consistency. We don't need perfection. Yeah. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit before we run out of time, since goodness gracious time, time is as often as the case flying while we're having fun here. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you finished your, your big races, you, the, the big, the big race weekend in October of 2021. And like, all right, we're going to pull back a little bit, have a little more time with, with, you know, just being at home and a little bit less running. And then, you know, maybe not running quite as much, but running still continues to, to take over a, a chunk of your life with the podcast. Um, you know, outside of just having a little bit more time available and being like, well, what the, what the heck, let's, let's start talking to runners. Where, where was the, the impetus to start the, the podcast? Where did that come from? I've always enjoyed writing, um, like creatively. That's always been fun. And Substack allows you to write and podcast. So I mm -hmm. thought it would be neat to get on there. I could start writing some little like thoughts and ideas that I had in the podcast um, I do have a background in like television production at one point. So I've always been comfortable like editing and that sort of thing. And I've always enjoyed like chatting with people like yourself and, and, and learning from people and, and the, you know, it makes me sound like such an old man, but it's like the internet's pretty cool. Like we can reach <laughs> out to people all over and talk about running. Like that's kind of fun. <laughs> so I, I, I just kind of thought that that's something that would interest me. And then my, my personal hook, because it's just sort of my own attention span as well. But I, um, I thought if I was going to do a podcast, it would be about 15 minutes or less. So that's, that's kind of what my, um, my goal was. And I, I started doing probably a bit more of the writing than the podcasting. Cause I had to like figure that part out. And now it's sort of slowly I'm enjoying the podcasting a, a bit more than the writing. Not that I don't like it. It's just the podcast is kind of fun, again, to be able to just reach out and have conversations with people um, and learn about some various things from the world of trail running all over is just kind of 
tickling my fancy right now. So it's, it's kind of working out and it's, it's led to um, more opportunities to be involved in the community, which has been really fun too. We just got a chance to host the Vancouver screening of the trail running film festival at a local theater here. And we had 340 trail runners show up. It was so much fun. So it's kind of, it's all happening really organically, which has been fun. Um, and I'm just kind of excited to, to keep cruising on and see where it goes. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I, I feel like in, in, you know, this is my own, I guess, story. And I, we kind of touched, touched on this slightly before we got started, but like, you know, sometimes not having a firm, like this is where I want to be, but like you said, just kind of letting it go organically. And, and, you know, sometimes maybe it's a little more writing and sometimes a little more podcasting. And then you eventually you kind of find whatever the, the medium is or the, the happy balance for both. And, you know, you just kind of keep, keep doing and, you know, won't be long and you'll, you'll have as many episodes as I have probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I was, I was saying, I believe it was before, yeah, but before we started recording there, I'm so impressed with how many you've recorded. And I think it's so cool that you just, like you said, you started and here you are eight years later. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What, um, for, why, why 15 minutes? Like what, what was, what was the, the appeal to that? And I guess I, I asked the question with my bias of like, I feel like sometimes it takes, and maybe this is just that I'm not, not the world's best podcast, but sometimes I feel like it takes 15, 20 minutes to really like get into the meat of the conversation. So I feel like if, if I was trying to keep these things all to, you know, around that 15 minute mark, I mean, shoot the, the joke around here with my, I do a quick tip episode, a solo episode on Friday. That's supposed to be like 10 to 15 minutes. And I don't think we've had a 15 minute quick tip in five years. Like it's like, <laughs> 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, like we just get going and we can't stop. Um, so I guess, I guess, you know, hat tip to you for the discipline to keep them all right around that 15 minute mark. But what was, what was the appeal to say, yeah, let's, let's do a 15 minute running podcast. Uh, so again, my television production background, I get bored of things fast, mm-hmm. but we, but I also worked in television news mostly, um, which over the years just Basically, in the the decade that I worked there, the average story, say, would be two minutes and 15 seconds when I started. And it's down to like a minute and a half now because mm-hmm. pe- people get bored. They tune out. Um, so it's unfortunately kind of I think it's totally messed with my own attention span, if I'm being <laughs> perfectly honest. But it's also given me sort of um, a little bit of confidence and, and background in kind of getting information out quickly. Mm. Um now, having said that, as you said, sometimes it takes time to warm people up. Obviously, we're all humans. We're trying to like build a connection and you're just like, tell me everything now, right? <laughs> so um, much like yourself, I try to give my guests as much preparation as possible. So I send everyone their questions at least a day ahead. And I always say, kind of, I give like a spiel just like you. And I just say, you know, like these aren't, we don't have to get through this. So don't feel like you, cause I, the people know it's 15 minutes. And like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be in like, you don't have to rush. We're just going to have a 15 minute conversation about you. There's no pressure. Like people will learn more on their own as well. Like usually it's just as, as you know, like you're just, we're sharing someone that we find interesting. So let's, let's just be interested for 15 minutes. That's perfect. If you're like, Oh, it should have been longer awesome maybe you'll come back next time but you probably won't think that was too long <laughs> yeah i suppose i suppose you do have that going for you is you never have anybody going god just wrap it up wrap it up guys <laughs> hey, Diz, adam like shut it shut it down it's been it's been 45 minutes like no 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 when it's 15 minutes it's 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 in and out and you get the you get the highlights and and yeah that's that's 
maybe maybe note to self wrap wrap these up a little quick no no no, no. i like i i enjoy going on for a bit and and i guess if somebody doesn't like going on for a bit they can just hit the, hit the hit the stop button right they, they can always stop it whenever they want to you can listen as many times as you want and you just kind of you hit the nail on the head there uh Daz, you mentioned the word highlights and that's maybe the difference too is like yours is obviously a much more conversational podcast which is fun in its own right and mine i'm giving we're not maybe having as much conversation it's going to be more highlights and information so that's that's a little bit of the difference for sure i i i enjoy listening to the conversational style as well i just it's not my wheelhouse right well and and you know i mean bringing it back to to kind of where we started with can't pick a, a favorite distance Maybe maybe not quite bringing it right back there, but you know the loose loose tie-in of something I've learned over eight years. Make a make a loose connection somewhere when you can. Like there, there's so many good podcasts out there, and if you like the ones that go really in depth, you can find even in the running world, you can find the running podcasts that are two three hour deep dives into mm-hmm. into somebody's story or a certain race or whatever the case might be. You can find ones like this where you know we're usually about an hour, forty five minutes, an hour, something like that, getting getting a little bit deep. But sometimes there, we leave a lot of meat on the bones. And sometimes there's there's a shorter, sweeter ones like like your show, um, and none are better than the other. But like sometimes, and sometimes you want a little bit of everything. So sometimes you want to go go deep. Sometimes you want to go go quick. And sometimes you want somewhere in the middle. And that's you know we've got the options out there, which is which is wonderful. That's exactly it. And when I was looking at it to 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 kind of try and pick a ne- a niche, uh, there weren't a lot of shorter ones. Mm-hmm. So it's like I could, I could maybe make my own little my own niche basically. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, y'all that you want to check it out, you know, you, you cause you know, you, even if you're like, gosh, 15 minutes, like that's kind of short. Well, like, what are you doing when you're walking the dog? You know, like, like I've got, Lord knows I've got all kinds of podcasts that are 10, 15 minutes for walking the dog or doing the dishes, things like that. Or, you know, just stack a bunch of them together. Um, community trail running once again is the podcast name, wherever podcasts are, are available. And also the, the Substack. how often do you, do you write newsletters these days, Adam? So it's been a bit since I've written for sure. I've got some plans coming up for summer here. I did one. I want to do another version of it, but basically one of my favorite things I did was I reached out to all the trail runners uh, who wanted to respond and I sent them a Google form and it was basically like, why do you love trail running? What are some of your favorite trail races? And then I took all of their responses and I I wrote like, um, like a narrative fictional kind of, story that weaved it all together and it was just so much fun for me to like take everyone's stories and kind of make it something so I'm going to do something like that soon because I've been itching uh to write because the film fest like I was actually mentioning has it sucked uh, a lot of the life not out of me but it was a ton of work and now that that's done I can kind of get back to to newslettering as opposed to just podcasting because part of the film fest we had um a ton of our sponsors and our filmmakers on to build the hype and enjoy that. So fantastic. We all get yourself signed up. Of course, we'll have the link in the show notes and you can get to the links. You know, it's one of those, I, I believe it's a little bit of an ugly link. I don't remember. It's, I mean, it's not too, too ugly, but um, we'll have a link in the show notes links on, on Adam social medias as well. So you can, you can get signed up and get the, get, it sounds like that's going to be an interesting, a fun story to read once it, once it gets around. So make yourself, make sure yourself are, Make sure that yourselves, goodness gracious, easy for me to say, are, are signed up and checking that out. So, Adam, as we're getting close to wrapping up, one final question for you tonight. Um, call it the philosophical question, which sometimes sounds scarier than it is, but it's just kind of like the introductory question. Very open-ended, not really anything specific to things that we talked about tonight, but just kind of something general. Take it wherever you want to go with it, and that's where we'll put a bow on things for today. Um, and, and I'd just be curious, you know, and in, in, in this is maybe my most commonly gone to 
most commonly gone to the, the question I go to the most often um, when I'm wrapping up these conversations is in the, you know, 10, 10 ish years, 10, 12, 12, 13 years that you've been running. Um, why, why do you still do it? Why is running? You know, why, why now are you, you know, got the podcast going, the, the newsletter, you just, you just wrapped up the film festival. Who knows what the next big, you know, distance challenge thing might be somewhere in the future. Uh, but why is, is running at this point in your life, such a, such an important piece of, of who you are. I don't think my response will probably be much different from anyone else. You know, it keeps me healthy or keeps me active, which I believe helps me keep healthy. Uh, it keeps me involved with people who I've developed friendships with over the years. It makes me happy. Uh, I think my life is just better with it in it than it would be otherwise, but I'm not obsessed with it for sure. I've learned to give myself permission to not run uh, and, and not feel bad about that. And that has helped me enjoy running even more. I do it for me solely for me. There's plenty of challenges that I want to take on, but it just, it brings me joy um, to physically do it. And it also brings me joy to take on challenges and hopefully achieve them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all can use a little more, more joy. So keep on keeping on my friend and, and y'all, once again, if you want to follow along, uh, the, 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 the podcast community trail running again, this, the Substack get, get, get signed up, get subscribed. Uh, Instagram is at community trail running Twitter. It's, it's shortened up because you got to save the characters at <laughs> com trail run community as, as in, you know, com C O M M as in community and then trail run all one word on Twitter. Uh, disruns.com slash 1150 com slash one, one, five zero get you back to the show notes for today as you as always all the things and especially those links to get your get yourself connected to adam um maybe get yourself signed up for the uh 50 50 get yourself a hat you know those of you in the, in the right. northwest area um, or that want to travel to the northwest area to 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 vancouver um and uh, it sounds like a fun challenge. I don't know. I might be on my list. We'll see. Anyway, um, Adam, thanks for the, the time tonight. It's, it's been a pleasure to connect. Glad we were finally able to, to line up the schedules um, and, and keep on keeping on, my friend. I, I love what you're doing um, and, and glad to, like I said, glad to connect, glad to chat. And I look forward to seeing what the future holds for you and, and the contributions you continue to make to this, this running community, this running podcast community. I'm glad to call you a peer and now glad to call you a friend. So thanks for the time tonight, my friend. I, and uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, so well said. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Adam and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour and du jour? Um, for me, it, it goes back to something we were talking about early in the, the episode when Adam was, was kind of sharing some of his you know early race stories and, and uh, you know running running a trail loop with, uh, you know, a race with multiple distances and running with folks that are doing, you know, double and, and even longer distances than, than he is, but running with them and just being kind of in, in awe and amazed that, you know, he's running 50 K and they're running, you know, a hundred miles. And I, I think that sometimes I, I forget that, you know, sometimes, and I don't mean this in a, in a bragging sort of way, but some of the things that I do that I kind of take for granted that I quite frankly, I don't want to say I'm embarrassed by, but like, you know, I would like to improve upon. There are plenty of folks out there that look at what I'm doing and think that, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And so I guess, I guess my takeaway and, 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 you know, I mean, we've talked about this, I feel like before, but when Adam brought it up, it just kind of, it, it just re-registered or, you know, it was, it was just a, a good reminder that like, 
you know, just because I think most of us are always striving in some way to improve, whatever that metric of improvement is for each of us is, it is fine. And, and quite frankly, doesn't matter. But whenever we're looking at other runners and thinking that, gosh, I wish I could be as fast as them or run as many miles as them or race as far as them or whatever, whatever it might be. Um, it's important to remember that, you know, just, just like other runners, maybe inspire you to reach for a little bit more and, and to make this about me, because it's my takeaway, just like there's some folks that I've had on the show. Um, some of you clowns that are listening to the show. Um, and I, you know, we're, we're connected at various places and I know the things that you're doing. And I think, gosh, I wish I could, I wish I could do that. I'm kind of inspired by y'all. Um, maybe it's important to remember that, that we're also inspiring others, right? And you just, you just never know who you're inspiring. You never know who's watching, whether it's on Strava, whether it's at, at a local race. Um, and you, you never know, just, just like some folks inspire each of us to do more. You never know who you might be inspiring. And I think that's, I think that's, I don't know. I think it's a powerful thing to keep in mind, or at least, you know, to, to kind of have in the back of your head once in a while that, that even on, again, just, just about me, am I not going to throw any of y'all under the bus, but even on my worst days, even on a day that I'm like, yeah, that, that was a crappy run. Um, there are some that would, that would love to, to have such a quote unquote crappy run. Just like there's some of you that when you have a crappy run, I'm like, gosh, I wish I could, I wish my crappy runs were that crappy, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's a good thing to keep in mind. We're, we're always having areas we wish we could improve and there's always, you know, folks we wish we could emulate, but, but equally important. There's always folks that, that wish they could emulate us. And so, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of responsibility there, but I think there's something to, to, you know, just, just recognize that it's all a sliding scale. Everybody's good is somebody else's bad and everybody's bad is somebody else's good. And that's just, that's just the way the sport works. So I don't know if that made any sense to anybody, but it's just a good reminder to me um, just to, you know, just, just check myself sometimes, um, in both directions, in both directions. So there you go. That was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you're willing to share it, I would love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can also, also head over to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 1150 Dizruns.com slash 1150. Leave your thoughts, leave your feedbacks, leave your comments down there in that comment section. And of course, we've also got links and photos in the whole nine, as usual. Dizruns.com slash 1150. One last call for today's sponsor, AminoCo, is the sponsor of today's episode. AminoCo.com slash Dizruns is the link. Dizruns at checkout will save you 30%. we got a link in the show notes as well if you want to click over there. There's also should be a link in whatever podcast app you're listening to this. If you click over into the, the information about today's episode, there should be a link right there, relatively near the top, just a few lines down uh, that you can click. And again, make sure you use the code DizRuns at checkout to save yourself 30%. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Adam and I with you today. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, hit that share button. Don't forget to check out Adam's podcast as well. Until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? There you go.